We're about to light up season three of Drifter's Sympathy on Feral Audio. Episode one is called Dawn of Individuation, which rolls the clock back to right when you decide who you want to be and the kinds of early decisions that, for better or worse, completely mold the rest of the shape of your life. Episode two is going to be called Loner Legends, sort of an attempt to define who the underdog really is and their role in history and culture and art. Season three drops on October 23rd. This is Emil Amos. Check out Drifter Sympathy on feralaudio.com. You're a little quiet sometimes. You're a little quiet. You're too quiet. You can't hear you. Jane. 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 I was going to say jam again, but I already Jane. said it. <laughs> Jane. Sorry. Guys. Jane like, Zant. You should be definitely really close if you're going to talk in your low, deep voice. Well, I can also talk really loud. That's not loud. Just I was so going to say, yeah. This week on the Mystic Party, Morgan Peter Brown, Hillary Clones, and Face Modification. Hit it, Ghost DJ. to the Mystic Party, the world's premier crypto psychology show. I'm your host, Bria Grant, Southern California's leading psychic. And I'm your other host, Zane Grant, professor of occult studies at University of Indiana, Indianapolis. Oh, I love Indiana this time of year. It's beautiful there. Mm-hmm. Bloomington is in bloom. Mm-hmm. With what? The velodrome is alive with cyclists. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else is in Indianapolis. I can't help you at all. That's the 500. The, the 500 is racing. I'm still stuck on velodrome is alive with cyclists. That's <laughs> maybe one of the prettiest prose statements I've heard in a long time. Zane. Zane Grant. Poet. Prose <laughs> statement maker. Hmm. Blue Scientist. is the color. Of. It is the color. That's that what I what I often say. Is blue is the color. Blue is the color of teenage lesbianism. Mm-hmm. Ah, French teenage true. lesbianism. Only French. <laughs> because of the flag. Actually, any country that has blue in the flag. That's a lot. Mm. Why is that? Mm, that's a lot of countries. Name them. Uh, America. <laughs> uh, Mexico. No. no. Not Mexico. No. Well. Canada? No. No, there's no. I'm just naming countries that I know. South Korea? There you go. Um We've started on a great note. We did. Um <laughs> it's very mystic. Um we have a we have a guest here today. Oh. I'm already talking, sorry. That's great, that's okay. Before it was a ghost, but now it's a guest. And we're gonna introduce him. His name is Morgan Peter Brown. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much. I'm honored. I'm honored and, and thank you. Morgan, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Um, it's really nice, nice to have you. Um, tell everyone what you've been doing, what you've been working on, who you are, why they should care about you, and um, what is your favorite color that is a shade of blue? Favorite color that's a shade of blue? I'll yeah. start there. I okay. prefer midnight. I think. Okay. Oh, yes. it's yeah. so a little dark. darker. You know, yeah, so a little bit deep midnight blue. blue. Midnight blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost black. 
Uh, I'm an actor producer here in the great city of Los Angeles, uh, originally from Ohio. Yeah, oh, Ohio. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, te- the Midwestern, you know. Yeah. Like you guys are from Texas. You ever seen yeah. the, the the burning river of o- Ohio? Cuyahoga. Yeah. The, the Cuyahoga caught on fire in the 70s. Right, because of uh, the pollution from Cleveland. Really? I That's know all this some stuff. Say. It's true. That's well, no, it, some it, say. it genuinely some happened. Some say it's the river sticks come come to life. That's right. Come mm-hmm. to life. Charon and a little boat and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I do some acting. I do some producing. Um, I uh, Let's see. I, I work a, a bit in indie horror as well mm-hmm. and, and do some TV. I've been on shows like Parks and Rec and Castle and How I Met Your Mother briefly. Mm-hmm. And uh, produced a, a great indie horror film a couple of years ago called Absentia, and it's available on Netflix now. A oh, fine hey. film. Oh, thank you. Hey. And I uh, was an associate producer on Oculus, which was released earlier this year. It's a big movie. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's a big uh, one. It's crazy. Yeah. It, it it was everywhere. It was really everywhere. There, I saw that little girl on like every corner. That little girl who looked really scared. Annalise Basso is, is she was amazing. Actually, she played a young Karen Gillan from Doctor Who, and yeah. she was uh, the kid. Both the kids, both her and, and Garrett uh, Ryan, who was also in the movie, uh, were were pretty fantastic. That light bulb thing happened to me once. You mm. bit into a light bulb. I bit into an apple, mm-hmm. and it turned out it was a light bulb. No. It was just biting into an apple. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a, Similar. A, a tale I think everyone can relate to. I know. That's why the movie's so relatable. I think so. Saying you're like an everyman. Really are. Morgan, if you were to describe yourself, would you describe yourself as an actor first, a producer for first, or as a... Um, Social entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I was going to say so, human, but okay. Uh, I think we can start with human. That feels okay. safe. Okay. Uh, social entrepreneur feels pretentious. What about regular entrepreneur? Regular entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah. What I about mean. socialite? Socialite? Uh, I have socialite moments, uh-huh. definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like a lot of artists, I think I'm a combination of that introvert, extrovert. What about social studies? Social studies was a good uh, was a good course yeah. for me in in high school and and prior. I, I was decent at history and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I <laughs> began as an actor. Uh, did nothing but like Shakespeare and classical theater right out of college. I read like, that on your Wikipedia page. Or Wikipedia, maybe? Do I have a Wikipedia page? I think it was. I read the, something about you today. No, no, I was no. reading about Dear you today. God. You think it's Wikipedia, but you get this confused. It's, it was Wikipedia. Oh yeah, Wikipedia. Wikipedia. I am Scotch Irish, so there's some body hair issues. Never mind. I really didn't need to share that. You need to share everything on Mystic Party. You've clearly not listened to the show. I, 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 I've listened <laughs> a little. If we're not crying by the end. You didn't succeed. Got it. <laughs> um, yes. Now I, I did. Uh, I went to University of Illinois and and did. Yeah. Nothing. I swear I didn't do a play that was shorter than three hours for about four years. That was exhausting. Um, let me tell you. And, I can't even watch a TV show longer than twenty three minutes. Well, there's an intermission. Okay. You know, but twenty three that would like be what like six intermissions in a three hour play. Yes. When do you go pee? Oh well, there, you have an intermission. Hopefully, hopefully around halfway. But you know, I pee about every ten minutes. So what? When would I go pee? During a longer monologue. Monologue. Yes. Oh. When you're doing the play with food poisoning, mm-hmm. who holds the puke bucket? Mm. Food poisoning. Who? I, I, is this a literal question or a figurative question? Oh. I don't know the difference between those two kinds of questions. <laughs> I mean, wait, when when you're do- so if I the performer had food poisoning. Yeah. Is that what you're saying or the audience? Oh, I am thinking performer. What were you thinking? I was thinking the audience. Wow. 
Um, Answer both. Hold, okay. Well, if you okay, as the performer, I think the stage manager holds the puke bucket off stage, mm. and then if you're feeling the the urge, the bile rise, then I think you just need to find an excuse. Is, is someone knocking at the door? And then you go over and oh. then you come back and you continue your speech. As yeah. I was saying, that Mr. Crosby. probably works really well for death of the salesman. Oh, People yes. are always knocking on the door. Always knocking on the friggin' door. Would you that like include... to buy this? No, no, no. Would you like to buy whatever that guy was selling in death of a salesman? Hmm. Mobile vacuum. I don't even cleaners. remember what he was selling. Isn't was that it terrible? Encyclopedias. Death well, of a very poor salesman. Cause you can't think of what he was selling. <laughs> 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 so, have you ever held a puke bucket? <laughs> Don't even start saying grand. I know you've held I've so many puke held, buckets. That's what I was thinking. I mean, I mean, a toilet doesn't count because I no. can't like hold. Uh, no. Okay. Well, no. we'll forgive you on that one. That's all right. Sorry. Um, we learned, we learned a lot about you in these. Few yeah, that moments. was really interesting. That was interesting life life. Life story. Oh, but but I, I, I so to go back. But I, I started uh, producing only only about four or five years ago, oh, and wow. uh, with my production company, with my two partners, is a fallback plan productions, and we mainly do independent uh, genre stuff, horror, thriller, stuff like that. So. Is it your fallback plan? Uh, <laughs> sort of. Okay. <laughs> what was your? First? That's the joke. When I was ten years old, my first plan was to become president of the United States. That's true. That's true. But Barack Obama beat me to it. Zen used to deliver like he used to. We always had to say prayer before dinner, and then we'd say, "President of the United States, do you want to say the prayer?" And then Zen would stand up and say it. As you can imagine, I was a great disappointment to my parents. <laughs> Becoming but a lowly adjunct professor at many, many universities across our great nation. It's a very honorable profession that you have, mm. though. No, it's not. I mean... Tell that to my father. Tell it to the judge. The judge. Who is a real judge. I, I know. I've heard this. Um, so you've been producing for about five years. About that much, yeah. How long have you been acting? A long time? Uh, over a decade. That's a long time. Yeah, a little while. Do you feel like that you've done that thing? That Do you feel like you're an that outlier? Thing you do. Do you feel like you're an outlier and you've done 10,000 hours and put in your time? Yeah, I think so, probably. Have you? Do you feel like that? I, I, well, I mean, it depends. There was, you know, film and television, obviously, the work, work is harder to come by, and, mm. and it's also um, shorter work. That's, that's, that's the thing I sort of, why I like producing, which is so often doing film and television as an actor, you're, you're more often than not the last person to show up and the first person to leave. Yeah. Uh, which can be nice, uh, but also there's a, an intra, extra added comfort and pressure as a producer when you're there from the very beginning to the very end. So sure. what we like to emphasize on this show is anyone who's thinking, mm. Hey, I'd like to come to Hollywood mm -hmm. become an actor. Holly weird. Then, you know, ride, ride that rainbow over here. Sure. Mm -hmm. Because sure. For the first couple of years, you might be working at Bubblegum shrimp. Mm -hmm. Or the Cheesecake Factory, where I did work for a long time. Or the Ooh. Cheesecake Factory. But mm -hmm. as soon as you book I met that... my wife there, though. Oh. Yeah, isn't that nice? Was she a cheesecake? She was. Oh, she was a cheesecake, yes. <laughs> <laughs> she was a sweet, delicious white chocolate <laughs> raspberry cheesecake. So <laughs> whenever, you gra whenever you graduate from mm -hmm. the Cheesecake Factory and you mm -hmm. book that first role... Mm -hmm. then oh, you're not, you're, you better not leave Cheesecake Factory after your first role, no. and, unless it's like serious. Don't provide right disinformation to we the rest of the country. We tell everyone to leave right away because you're probably going to be a millionaire. That's right. That's the first job you get. Immediately. You quit whatever job you have. Yes. Is this what you were going to say? 
Absolutely. You need to quit whatever job you have, and then you're probably going to get invited to host Saturday Night Live next. I was talking to someone the other day about uh, there were people... <laughs> you, you wondered if, if parents would hire people to discourage their children from like turning into professional actors and all that stuff. Zane, uh, we found your next job. I mean, you can just sit by anybody and go, Really? Mm. Uh, I mean, your face is sort of like. I mean, it's not interesting. Uh-huh. It's just kind of plain. You could, they could pose as casting directors and bring the kids in and be oh like, "Oh my god, you're never going to work in this town." That's right. You ain't never going to work in this town. Have you ever been told that you're never going to work in this town again? Because I have. No. Have you? Not in this town in Washington D.C. <laughs> did you never work there again? Uh, no, I did. Okay, I did. Uh, I was told by a director who I left uh, very early. They were they hadn't even entered rehearsal, but she had cast me, and I. I got a better opportunity and, and couldn't take this job anymore. And I very nicely dropped out when they had months and months and months uh, in, 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 of time to, to recast. And she called me and gave me like the worst like thrashing over the phone and the words, you will never work in this town again. Were oh said. my God. I did hilarious. get, I will say like early on when I first moved to LA, I was at an audition and I realized that, the audition was not an audition. Instead, it was um, like one of those things where they're going to tape my audition and use it later because yeah. I had to sign a thing. Yeah. And it was also like going to be a reality show thing because yep. they were asking me questions about myself instead of like the character. And um, and I was having to sign a release for my tape. And so I lied and I said, you know what? I just got to call back across town for a movie and I have to go. <laughs> and like I left and the casting director wrote to my manager and said I was really unprofessional and I left in the middle of an audition and how unprofessional of me and all I could think was you lied about yep. what this was <laughs> exactly you were literally lying it's like I think I'm in the clear on this one yeah you know guys I graduated from Hollywood a few years ago mm-hmm. oh. I sold my my 11th script um, mm-hmm. and so I'm wondering I skipped a lot of stuff so mm-hmm. you guys have been told you'll never work in this town again mm-hmm. have you ever done lunch Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Many. Um, have you ever I, said call my people? Have you ever had your people call my people? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever... Um, there was another one. Take your time. Have you ever seen the sunset from your mansion in the Hollywood Hills? Yes. No. Oh. That's all right. Maybe well, me neither. <laughs> I don't Wait, know. my mansion? I don't no. Know. No, no, no. Someone else's. Someone's mansion. What time was... do you go to bed? I mean, I rent. I rent my mansion. <laughs> but that's the problem. Is I, go, I go to bed really early. Yeah. I go to bed at like 3 a.m. <laughs> oh, okay. 3 p.m. And then I get up You like live 10 a.m. You live reverse, reverse vampire hours. No, I just like to sleep like 20 hours out of the day. Oh, that's good. You're like a cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I am half cat. Half Shit. psychic, half cat. That's yeah. good. There's a... Because the psychic and cat parts can't mix. Yeah, they know. When no. the sun goes down, I become cat. She turns into a little kitty. <laughs> You're the cute kitty. Wow. My name is Moochie. <laughs> <laughs> Moochie. Moochie the kitty. Well, I think it's time for everybody's um, favorite part of of this show. One of their many favorite parts, mm-hmm. which well, we we had actually a poll. Oh, we oh. Mm-hmm. I ran a poll. They said favorite parts of the show. Top number one. Kiki the news girl. <laughs> Who isn't here today? Instead, we have absent R- Ricardo the newsboy. Woo! The newsboys. The newsy. The newsy. <laughs> Ricardo the. He's newsy. wearing a Tam hat and dancing like Christian Bale. Yeah, you better start seeing seize the day in a minute. That's right. Forty-five uh, percent of our listeners said they enjoy 
when I talk. <laughs> 45. Well, all right. 44% said they enjoy snacks. <laughs> only 44. <laughs> that is a low number for snacks. They like, they're only 44% like snacks. It's mm, a low approval rating in, for snacks. I think it's time for news stories and our favorite news story theme song that we Do stole it. from the internet. Time for news stories. The quick time. The Quick Time File. Oh. I don't know if you've heard this. Oh, wait. This is the song. This is it. It's amazing. In fact, can the podcast just be talking about this song for the rest of the time? Yes. You guys want to listen to all four minutes? I mean, we can. But. As far as uh, I as, have it on iTunes. I'm sorry, continue. As, it is on iTunes. You just search <laughs> for Mystic Party. <laughs> as far as songs go with sound effects and um, I really do enjoy those laser whips that kick in. Oh my god! Like, pew pew. <laughs> um, there's another band called Satyricon, and they have this song, and it's like, uh, they say something about a sword, and you hear a sword being unsheathed. Shink. Yeah, that sounds good. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Um, so now's the time where we talk about news stories and we give unsolicited advice to paranormal news stories across the globe. Normally at this time, we invite Kiki News Girl to come over and uh, read the stories, but, but she's she, not here. She's elevated to another plane of existence. Oh my yeah, goodness. As we all hope to do. So maybe we can get Ricardo the Newsy, you may have to take your headphones off, to come and read the news stories in the microphone. He has no previous knowledge of these news stories. And no experience. And no experience, but let's see how he so does. And if he does well, time. Zane's going to sing Seize the Day afterwards. Stepping up to the big time. So Here we go. The first, the first couple, first paragraph. You'll see it. Neither do I. It's actually really What's poorly Seize the Day? And I'm assuming it's the 11 o'clock number from Newsies. Oh. Sorry, go ahead, Ricardo. Galactic News reported that Hillary team was getting a little sloppy during her presidential election campaign. She Hillary would be- Clinton. Hillary Clinton. Oh, okay. okay. I'm confused. Hillary Duff? No. She would be seen in two places at once on more than one occasion. This is obviously due to the fact that she has been cloned. The big question is, how many Hillary clones are there? Hmm. Because clones have no spirit and can have no belief in God, the clone Hillary was prone to tantrums, unlike the behavior of normal Hillary. Yeah, that's how we knew. So that's the first news story. Well, I think if the movie Multiplicity teaches us anything, mm-hmm. uh, which is I, I watch on a weekly basis. Sure. Yes. Uh, weekly. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You have it on like DVD and Blu-ray? Absolutely. Okay. Just constant. It's on my phone. Do you have the, the German version with the extra the extra part where they had the human centipede each other? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I will. <laughs> uh, but I think that the more clones you get... Uh, the the dumber. lower in quality. They get dumber. Yes, because uh, clones of clones of clones, and and uh, so I'm sorry. The question was how, how many clones do we could could we handle? Well, how many clones do we think there are of Hillary Clinton? Mm. Because there were many, according to this website that I read, <laughs> there were many instances of Hillary not acting like a Hillary, no. having tantrums, having fist fights, 
And she was seen in the same place at different times. So clearly she has to be a clone. I mean, I think it's more a question of how do we really know our Hillary? You know, How well do we know our how Hillary? How well do we know our Hillary? How well do you feel like you know a Hillary? Give me a percentage. I'm going to say... It's pretty low. Like she's very secretive. I'm like three percent. I mean, I mean, maybe a little. Maybe like twenty. Zane. Well, you know, I actually worked with Chelsea for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I did her braces. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah I was Zane does orthodontics. Wonderful side. work. Wonderful work. Thanks. Yeah, she's very pretty now. Mm-hmm. Some she's having a baby. That's right. It, and I was thinking, if the clones are actually being incubated in her. Inside of Chelsea. Inside mm-hmm. Chelsea. That she, would be. She can only pop one out every nine months. Very strange. You didn't answer the question about how well you know Hillary, but that's okay. <sighs> percentage. I think. I think percentage. I'm not sure he wants to answer the question. I think that I just told you I was Chelsea's <laughs> orthodontist. Got it. Got it. So, you know, so well, you would say. I no. would say 70. in the upper 70s. Okay. Their oh, wow. checks cleared most. Every time. Oh. I feel like you'd know them better if it's mean, if unclear. If, you know I mean? if we put ourselves in the position of, of Camp Hillary right now and say, you know, what number of Hillary's would be the best? And, you know, and, and, and least amount of cleanup because, you know, you can't keep all those clones walking around all the no, whole stuff time. is going to happen to some of them. Some of them are going to get murdered by people who aren't Camp Hillary. Right. Uh, I mean, maybe just one for every state. Oh, so like... 50 Hillary's. Yeah, to, to cover every uh, primary, you know, as and when they come up. Oh, you can just keep them in a box so that way they don't have to travel very far. That's right. Except the one in, like, Texas and Alaska. For sure. The big states. There were seven Saddams. Seven? That's right. Uh, so we need more Hillary's than that. We need more Hillary's Well, than in Saddams. the United States is, is a good, you know, I will, I'll say ten times larger than, than Iraq. So maybe we need 70. You know? Could be. You know, there are 77 Putins. 77 Putins, huh? Well, Russia's pretty big, though. That's true. Yeah. If you think about it. Yeah. Larger landmass than the United States. Well, it sounds like this news story, our unsolicited advice, mm-hmm. is that we need somewhere between 50 and 77 Hillary's. I think so. How many there are out there? Unknown. Has well, to be unknown. Only Chelsea can know. Only Chelsea knows because... Chelsea is the only one who can tell who her real mother is. Yeah, because they don't. Tell, they don't tell Bill. They keep I was going to say, no matter what that number is, it's too many for Bill. Too many for Bill. He can't handle a Hillary. And they've been having this problem where Bill keeps uh, cheating on each of the clones with the other clones. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that gets awkward. Does get awkward because he can't tell them apart, though. So you can't blame him. You can't blame him. Date night is just bad in the Clinton household. Mm, People in so Germany mad. love Bill Clinton. Really? People in a lot of parts of the world love Bill Clinton. It's because of NAFTA. Okay. I Why don't does think Germany so. care about NAFTA? That's North American. Are the, is that the because NA and NAFTA? That, yeah. that way they can produce their Volkswagen parts in Mexico, import oh. them up through the borders, get them put in Bria's car. Car catches on fire. Bria almost dies. Yeah, that happened. Really? No. Okay. But I did have a really crappy Volkswagen that broke after like four years. I've been hearing bad things about Volkswagen. Listen, I have a lot of gripe with Volkswagen. Volkswagen, why don't you give me a call at the Mystic Party? Because I have a lot of things I can say about your German-ass car. And not all of it will be Mystic. Not all of it will be Mystic, and not all of it will be nice. I I was on the side of the road many a time last year with that car, just waiting, just waiting for it to quit overheating, Uh, and then I sold it. I drive a 30-year-old Mercedes. Mm Mm-hmm, you do. Wow. It runs like a... Like a Porsche. 
No, it doesn't. A 30-year-old Porsche? You just ha- didn't you just have to empty out the whole... <laughs> didn't you just empty out, like, all of the car? Empty out all, all the car? I cleaned yeah. out the glove box. Whatever. Okay, yeah. I emptied out 15 gallons of diesel fuel on the side of the road in some buckets. <laughs> and I changed the fuel filter, and that wasn't what was wrong with it. But it did turn out... Like a Porsche. On the side of the road. <laughs> it was very... In Koreatown, where you can do anything. That's true. On the streets. Yep. Let me tell you the I lawlessness. Lived You've lived there? I've lived in Koreatown, yeah. What kind of crazy shit did you do uh, in the alleys? The, the, one of the funniest things that I remembered was that uh, there was a dumpling place uh, that was like freestanding across Ooh. the street from where we lived. Well, hang on. Um, and LA Magazine, Los Angeles Magazine, did like a 10 like fast eats great around the city that you've never been to. And they selected this dumpling place. It was, ah. like, it was like, oh, great. They forgot to mention, however, that it has a C health code rating <gasps> on the door. That means there's water on the floor in the kitchen. Same. That means you don't have hot running water. Like mm. if you look it up, like it, it's huh. hor- like getting a B is kind of hard. Getting a C is like. But do gar- people go there? Barely. I've rarely seen people walk in there. Uh, weekly again. Zane, make up a song, a theme song for the dumpling place. Please. Uh, I was about to do a racist one, so I'm not going to do that one. Okay, don't do that one. Um, dumplings, come and eat some. Put in my tummy. They are real yum. Yeah. Wow. Um, well my only job on this show is to keep us on track, and I'm not doing a good job today. Um, Ricardo, do you want to come read the second news story for us, Ricardo Newsy? Yes, I do. You do? It's yes, on do. Zane's. This one's on Zane's phone. It's Zane's news story. Oh, this is Zane's. Oh yeah. So don't get too excited about the other one I have. Pork or veggie? Okay. Eat them both. <laughs> this one is called "Man Blames Indecent Exposure on Irritating Manzillion Cops." What, Manzillion? Manzillion. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue. He's accused of waxing and wanking. David Foskett, 24, was arrested on indecent exposure charges Thursday by the Bremerton, Washington man allegedly told cops he had his pants off because they were irritating his skin after a Manzillion, a Brazilian wax for men. Oh. According to the court documents obtained by Q13 Fox, a witness said she saw a man with his tongue hanging out of his mouth exposing and touching himself while driving. State trooper tracked Foskip to a Burger King where he was walking near some bushes by a parking lot. Foskip allegedly told the trooper he had gotten out of his car because he had a fart and that he didn't want to do it in the car. Oh my goodness. When the trooper informed him of the indecent exposure allegations, Foskip said he had no idea what the person was talking about. But explained he had been driving in his underwear because his pants were irritating his recently waxed skin. He was taken to jail on suspicion of indecent exposure, the AP reported. It's unclear how suspicion of indecent exposure. (laughs) Suspicion. Unverified. Suspicion. It's unclear how tight Foskett's jeans were. Yeah. But hair removal enthusiasts are typically advised to not wear tight clothing for at least 24 hours after a wax. I have two Huffington things. Post. Nice. Huffington Post. Okay. Ariana Huffington wrote that article herself. Herself. Thank you, Ricardo. Took the time. Thank you, Ricardo. Um, so I have two things to say about this. You're asking, how is this supernatural? Yeah. We're going to say bye to Ricardo. Okay. Bye, Ricardo. Thank you, Ricardo. Thank you. We won't make you Wonderful sing job. Today since, no, you, know. you escaped. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Go ahead, Zane. Explain why it's supernatural. 
Um, yeah, well, you, yeah, can you go there? Because it's hard to unlock it. I love how you lean forward to talking to the microphone to tell um, him which yeah, direction to go. <laughs> this is fine. I'll cut this out. No, I won't. I won't take the time no. to cut this out. Leave it. Bye. Right. Well, a manzillion. One, I'm really tired of these manzillion cops telling everybody what to do with their tongues hanging out. We just had to watch this fat Godzilla movie with a woman Godzilla. That everybody's blowing up on Twitter about it. Started feminism second wave again on Twitter this morning. I don't think that was what that was about, but okay, continue. <laughs> I, I don't know if you can read between the lines. <laughs> it's all connected. But, yeah, these Manzillion cops are just running the show with their little bikini wax. And their lack of body hair. They're like, oh, so they think, like, they don't understand, hmm. you know? I mean, I, I, I do... Uh, sympathize with this guy a bit you know you know we've it's been hot in Los Angeles lately mm-hmm. I mean I've been tempted to take my pants off while driving in traffic before seems like a difficult thing to do seems like it would involve some body twisting that I don't understand I how mean, to do you know unless you're driving on a clutch and you need to be using both feet you know you can make something happen there. wait what makes this story mystic I'm didn't not understand. sure that's a good question I, didn't understand that yeah, I don't think you understand what back. a manzillion is they're, it's a part reptile person. Oh! Ronald Reagan was one. It's oh. true. They evolved. If you read David Icke. Dave Grohl was one. Dave Grohl was one. Dave Grohl's dead? You're using the past tense. Wait, what? He was a person and then he became a manzillion. Got it. Yeah. Um, and if you read David Icke's book on the history of the lizard people, they came from space. They ruled the ancient Incans thousands of years. And then they retreated underground after an uprising. Hmm. Today they live among us, and they are mostly cops. Oh, mostly, mostly cops. cops. Yeah. Two. What draws them to that profession? That's an interesting question. Power. Oh. Reptiles are hungry for power. Mm. Okay. Second, second thing. I don't want to skip over the first thing, but I'm going to. The second thing is, this is a follow-up to a previous news story that we've had here on Mystic Party. What is it? Some listeners... Some of our champion listeners, I like to call them, mm. who listen every episode. Champions. Might remember the woman who owned the oh, yeah. waxing salon and a facial salon for Hollywood celebrities who took out a hit on a woman who opened another salon across the street from her. Wow. Over in West Hollywood mm-hmm. on Fairfax. Mm-hmm. I buy it. Down the street from Cine Family. Mm-hmm. That man had that waxing done by... At that lady. That lady's place? At that lady's place. It's funny you didn't mention that in the story. I did a little digging. For mm. my listeners, I mean, I do a little extra research. Mm-hmm. I don't like some people. Mm. So Now, this may be getting deeper into the subject than we want to, but Please. is this all of like leg hair as well as crotchal area? I mean, because... I think it was just his butthole. No. It said it's a Brazilian. Yeah, Brazilian means... So it's going to be balls, all of paint, it. middle leg area, and butthole. If you're wearing tight pants, it's a hot day. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, I mean, but I think, you know, he when he got out of the car, that's... That, that's, that's the problem. That's the big problem. Look, we're not blaming anybody no. for being half reptile or getting a wax job. That's right. We're just saying... You know, a little unsolicited advice. Though hairy Don't... reptiles freak me out. I'm sorry, continue. Well, you clearly never met a manzillion before. I guess not. A um, little bit of unsolicited <laughs> advice from Morgan Peter Brown. Yeah. Don't get out of your car. 
That's right. Stay in that car if you're a reptile who has no pants on. And if you're approached by policemen zillions, mm-hmm. stay in your car. Yeah. 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 You know them because they're not wearing any pants because it's too hot outside. That's right. Hairy reptiles. Mm-hmm. Hairy reptile police officers. Okay. I think that's good. Next news story? Sure. Next news story. Well, since Ricardo Newsy left. Oh. Ricardo Newsy had to go to work. Um, he, I'll read the last one. It's um, about physicist Luke Butcher. Maybe you guys heard about this story. Oh. He published a paper saying that we might be able to keep wormholes open long enough to send a photon through. Wormholes? Mm-hmm. Like space wormholes. Oh. Send a photon through. <laughs> So, MysteriousUniverse.com suggests that we need to start thinking about what happens when we're able to talk to people from the future, because that's clearly the next step. Their personal suggestion, what to do when we can talk to people from the future? Close your eyes. Listen. Listen to what they got to say. I'm... I don't know why they assume we're going to go future, not past, but... I was going to say, there feel like a lot of jumps here that... uh, Which maybe is appropriate when you're talking about wormholes. Bet it... <laughs> Hi-yo. Uh, that was a Deep Space Nine. Right. Oh, I love Deep Space Nine. We can we can turn this into a Deep Space Nine podcast if you want. <laughs> That's a different podcast. This is the mystic part. I don't Sorry. talk I don't recognize lady captains. <laughs> <laughs> Sexist. So Sexist. the question is yes, anyway. if we have a wormhole wormhole and we throw a photon through it, clearly the next step is we're gonna start talking to people. In the future? Through the f- in the future. What do you, uh, we need to say to them? What is our advice to those who are going to start talking to people from the future? I'm going to tell them, get off the internet. Mm. Take it to the streets. Mm. No? Yeah? That's good. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to say, quit looking through this wormhole. You might fall in. What are you going to say to somebody in the future that's like, they've immersed themselves into an Oculus fantasy. Mm-hmm. They're working in India in like uh, some sort of sweatshop situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, they're not going to have time to talk to you because they'll probably be executed on site by their machine overlord. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to ask that person? Where did we screw up? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of large overarching questions. I think there's, you know, but if I think if we're honest with with ourselves about the current state of humanity, I think we'll probably ask just what happens next season on Scandal. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good question. I'm curious. Probably the writers of Scandal would want to ask that question. Yeah. Is it successful or do we get canceled? Well, they probably just want to know what to write down. Mm. What did I say next? Yeah. Was that funny? (laughs) <laughs> and how did it go? How'd that go over? Is that okay? <laughs> that's good. We're really messing with the space and time continuum. Then at that point, though. and that's so, the scandal. Our unsolicited advice is: you should be asking what happens on your favorite TV show. That's right. We don't really want to know that, though. People ah. get so mad about oh. spoilers. I want to. I want to know if those girls from Broad City pull it together. <laughs> Will those girls ever get it together? Jeez, stop wearing a half shirt. Am I right? Get <laughs> that half shirt off television. <laughs> Bad fashion choices. Get it together, ladies. (laughs) Well, unsolicited advice. Think that was some good answers we got there. Now it's time for one of our favorite. Are Tempur-Pedic mattresses really good for your back? (laughs) Sorry, I'm. Wait, I'm sorry. What? (laughs) That's a question I would ask the future because I think a lot of people are gonna have back problems. Right. Like, what's with this sleep number stuff, man? My sleep number is very high. Is it? I have a high score. Wait, does high mean hard? Or <laughs> it just means he sleeps really well. You tested perfect on your sleep number, bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, but he's like, here's the thing. Zane's good, a good test taker. 
Okay. You know? I'm good at it. Yeah. You know, I, my my street my street sleep number is um, how many bong hits I take before I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. How many? Um, well, it depends on the street. Oh, oh, oh. So I'm confused. If a mm-hmm. street sleep number is how well you sleep outside on the street if you're homeless. Oh, um, mm-hmm. got it. In Koreatown, my street sleep number is. 65. Mm-hmm. Got it. And, but in a nicer neighborhood like Thousand Oaks, mm. mm-hmm. um, that's more like 55. Because mm-hmm. 65, one assumes you're on the asphalt. Mm-hmm. And in a yeah. nicer neighborhood, maybe there's a nice manicured lawn. 65, one, you're like sleeping under the dump, the, the overhang of the dumpling place. Right. Yeah. Still in the, still in the, like, in the shining lights of a, of a karaoke place. Of a karaoke car wash. Now it's time for 37% of our audience's favorite time of the show. That's a high number. Mom questions. This is the part of the show where our mom calls in and asks a question about a show that happened that she doesn't understand. Oh, wow. Which is most of the shows. She doesn't understand most of the shows, but she... gibberish to her. Pretty much. Sounds like we're talking in a foreign language. It's probably for the best. Yeah. But here's her question from um, an episode two weeks ago, because we shoot, we record these two weeks in advance. When do um, we shoot them? We shoot them... We're not shoot them. Um, three weeks in advance. We shoot them three weeks in advance, and we record them two weeks in advance. It makes it really complicated. <laughs> we shoot but them, that's but what we, we call magic and post. Um, this is from Helena Santos's episode. Yay. Here we go. Oh. Do you know her? I know. I don't think I listened to that episode. Well, you missed it, so I'm not going to comment. This oh. question's from the Helena Santos uh, episode. What is a visible minority versus an invisible minority? Oh. Wow. This is because Helena Santos um, was raising money for a sh- short film that you may like, Morgan, mm-hmm. called The Infected. Okay. Um, she stars in it, and she said, I'm a visible minority. There's not many visible minorities in horror. Mm-hmm. And obviously she's talking about the number of invisible people that are in horror movies. Right. The number of invisibles. Claude Rames excluded. Kevin mm-hmm. Bacon and Hollow Man. Mm-hmm. Two. That's two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Memoirs of an Invisible Man with Chevy Chase wasn't really a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, that was funny, wasn't it? Uh, I mean, sort of. Is that funny? the one where he eats something and you see it go through yeah, his body? Yeah, it made him sick. That's and the go- only thing I can think of. Ghost Dad is invisible sometimes. That's right. Oh. Which is a horror movie in retrospect wasn't intended to be at the time. Ghost Dad, that's a good one. A lot of ghost movies have invisible things happening. True, but not invisible pe- people necessarily. Well, if they're dead people, do you not consider? I think that's really that's really livest. Wow. If you think that you don't consider dead people people, given well, a, a professor of your standing, I think to be called livest is is a really offensive. <sighs> Mm. The reason I do move around so much from university to university is because of my ultra-conservative beliefs that I express on this show. Oh. Mm. I believe all ghosts should be kept in, you know, fireman boxes. Mm-hmm. Got yeah. it. Fireman boxes specifically or just any kind of boxes? Well, do you remember the episode of the real Ghostbusters? Yes. When they have to go inside of the machine where they keep the ghosts. Oh, yeah. To find something. Slimer gets stuck in there. It's ringing a bell. Slimer gets stuck in there, and he's their friend in Slimer. real Ghostbusters. Yeah, I remember. It, even that, it, it didn't later, didn't they actually call the show Slimer and the real Ghostbusters? Correct. I thought so. 
Because of the success of Slimer's Ecto Cooler. Right. The mm. drink. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Um, and so I think. It was a Capri Sun. It was real. Yeah, it was a it was a flavor of drink. One word for that, ew. <laughs> boo. What, <laughs> I mean, boo. I mean, in retrospect, it should have been. I mean, like, yum. It should have been the consistency of like of like chunky Jello. Really, yeah. it should have been like slime on you can't do that on television. But it was just liquid. Sometimes I would stave my snot for like a week, and I would just put it in a glass and be like, hey, Bria, do you want some Slimer's Ecto Cooler?" And then it's grosser than gross. And oh she go, and she would go, "Yum, yum." We talk about something on the show called Grosser Than Gross sometimes. That's and that's a gross. grosser than gross. Yeah. I think they should Where all be we? put in those boxes. You think they should all be put in those boxes that Ghostbusters have? Got it. Yeah. Some sort of ghost apartheid. Mm. Wow. Wow. Well, I think we're going to get a lot of letters on that one. I am mean, I right? Oh, so many letters. Go ahead, people. Just address it to Zane, though. <laughs> I'm not taking any I crap for I look forward it. to your letters. <laughs> And I'll reply in kind with a letter. <laughs> well, I think we answered that question pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's time to move on to the section of the show that I like to call It's a Quiz. It's a quiz. It's a quiz. <laughs> score of an 80s carpenter film that's pretty good that that score is by um chris i don't know what his last name is his website's chris roeder okay he made he made that song for us that's pretty nice we use it twice in the show well done um now he wrote the score for the fog too nope there was a fog too oh you never saw it no apparently i thought you were a horror fan i mean (laughs) i I wasn't even aware it existed the fog too took place in the, the roving hills of Ireland, and it starred Tom Clancy and uh, Tom Clancy, big actor Tom acting, Clancy. Yeah. This is his acting debut. Putting down his books to step in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. And the Clancy brothers. Oh yeah, Irish singers. Our father is a big fan of. There's a lot of Clancy's in one movie. <laughs> it was a weird coincidence. And they sing when Irish eyes are smiling. And they were like, "Hey, you hired us these musicians who are really famous for Irish music for this Irish." Film The Fog 2. Mm-hmm. Do you want us to record a song for the score? We'll do it. The soundtrack for free. Wow. And the producers, this is a funny bit of horror trivia for Killer POV. <laughs> Our rival show. Hey, I like those guys. See who's on there. I was invited on there and uninvited. You weren't on there? No, they told me Bill Lustig, the illustrious... William Lustig, yes. my good friend, didn't want me on there with him. But then I talked to Bill, and he said that was not true. And then there was some bit of confusion, and they said they'd have me another time. I think it's time for us to start a rivalry. Already done. I'm, I'm hanging it's back It's a little bummer, one. though, because... Um, I, I, I go to Rob. Jump Cut Cafe a couple times a All week. All the time. I just saw you and at Jump also, Cut this week. <laughs> one of your best friends is Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I love Rob G, but... But invite him on because we're going to talk about our rivalry. As soon as he steps in these doors, 
It's gonna be a fight to the finish. All right, Thunderdome in the studio. We're ready. I'm ready. (laughs) I'm ready. You. This is our personal invite. Come in here. When you come here, you better come swinging. We're gonna. We're gonna have. We're gonna have a match. The match of the wits. I'm the Switzerland of this conflict. (laughs) This is gonna look like (laughs) what that mumblecore guy did to that journalist guy at that fantastic. It's Fest. horrible that I actually got that reference. <laughs> nobody. I was there. Priya was there. She was in the shit. It's going to be chess boxing all over again. Mm-hmm. Joe Swanberg did to Devin Farachi. That's right. <laughs> Joe Swanberg, horrible friend of the show, never listens. <laughs> got his ass beat. Nope. Why was that? That is way? not yeah. what happened. Oh, he looks kind of small. Is he a big guy? Joe Swanberg's actually a really big guy. And he does mixed martial arts. He's with like real tall and like his shoulders are real broad. Tall and Irish. Kind of looks like he'd be a knight. Mm. I don't know that he's Irish. I should clarify. He looks Irish. But yeah, he does. Anyway, now that we've talked shit about everyone who might possibly be on this show. Right. I'm just kidding. Not on my They watch. know we're friends. <laughs> they know we're friends. Um, anyway, we're going to do a quiz. Okay. Morian. Yes. You produced a show called, a movie called yeah. Oculus. Yeah. There is something that you probably, I'm sure, are an expert on called the Oculus Rift. Uh, I'm aware of it, yes. Uh, which is a video game system. Right. So, since you are aware of that... Well, it's like an accessory to a video game. I'm sorry. Sure. <laughs> um, since you're aware of that, I'm going to have to assume that you're probably an expert on haunted video games. That's entirely correct. Great. Okay, good. That's what I figured. Um, so, ready for question number one. Question one. When a user tried to play a mysterious N64 cartridge of a secondhand copy of Majora's Mask. Wow. Go on. This is a game that has something to do with Zelda. What happened to him according to his own story? This happened in the 80s. Okay. No. Well, it's N64. It had to be the 90s. 90s, I mean. 90s, 90s, 90s. A. He was transported to a magical land. B. The game started to kill him over and over, taunting him over and over as well. C. It was really a game from the future, and he got to play Grand Theft Auto. This does sound familiar. Mm. I think it's B. Oh, B is correct. Normally, Kiki plays a, a, a some sort of happy yeah children sound. Yeah, but I think I'm not. Gonna I was that. wondering where the choir of children was. That's normally yeah. there. there they are. There Hi, guys. <laughs> um, and people say up. this is because uh, the soul of a boy is caught in that game. Of course. Yeah. In in the game Majora's Mask, but it was only just Majora's. this one copy. What? This one copy that this guy had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got it. There's a whole story about it that it was like not labeled, and it was like a secondhand copy, and and then all this weird stuff started happening. Is Majora's Mask a popular game? I don't remember the the no, title. Apparently, it was not a very popular game. Yeah. One time, uh, I was playing the hit Nintendo game Karnov, and the fat Russian man who spits fireballs out of his mouth. Stepped out of the television and read me the Communist Manifesto. Wow. Wow. Or that was an episode of X-Files. Okay. Question number two. In Microsoft Excel 95. Got it. Remember that one? Yes. This is not a video game, by the way. I wasn't doing spreadsheets at the that age, but go ahead. The greatest video game of all time. Microsoft Excel 95. <laughs> there was a hidden Easter egg. Do I have to say hidden Easter, hidden Easter no, egg? No, it's implied. There's an Easter egg called... The Hall of Tortured Souls that you could open with the very specific instructions that I won't get into because it was really boring and I didn't understand it when I read it. What? Um, it was a Doom-like minigame that featured gaping chasms and secret chambers. 
in what? Microsoft Excel yeah. 95. Yeah, it was oh, an Easter hell egg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What happened that was very, the most creepy thing that happened at the end of the game? Okay. A, the walls of the chambers would fall away to reveal pixelated pi- pictures of real people. B, it said a prayer for your soul. C, it stole your spirit. Well, B? Sorry, I wasn't ready with any sort of noises. Anyway, that's wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> was the pictures that's of real wrong. people? Yeah, it was pictures Ooh. of real people. It was a real thing. Um, other Microsoft products have featured Easter eggs such as a pinball game or a Magic 8-Ball. And one Excel version even had a game that would have the words emblazoned across the screen, you will respect the rectangles. As it turns <laughs> out, the pixelated per- um, pictures were just... Uh, the creators of the programmers. My, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One time I solved that um that that cabalistic thing that the guy in that movie Pi was trying to figure out. Oh you did? You, did, you solved it? In Excel. If he would have been using Excel, it's not oh, yeah. that complicated. What a dummy. All of Tortured Souls would have helped him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I got to play uh that Big Bird game from Atari. Yeah, it was a good one. We had that one. That was also in Excel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And it's like song copyrighted i wonder we'll cut off the oh no i'm just saying i wonder if they could use it in a video game i think we're okay i hope last question according to the legend gaming black gaming cabinets called polybius polybus do you know this story i know that one yeah polybius Polybius? Polybius. Uh, Polybius, that sounds right. Polybius started appearing in arcades in Portland, Oregon in 1981. Oh, okay, yes. What happened when someone played this game? Mm-hmm. A, it was sort of like an arcade shooter Tempest, and some kids were pretty good at it. B, men would hang in black would hang around and write down their scores and the names of the top scorers. C, kids who played it started to feel ill and committed suicide. Or D, all of the above. Um, I mean... B sounds kind of like it wouldn't happen. Uh, so I'm going to go D. All of the above? Yes. <laughs> B sounds like it wouldn't happen. I know. I'm well, I just, you know, yeah. I'm going to go, yeah. Well, you got a yay, but it didn't play. Awesome. Yeah. You got a yay. Wow. Really? There we go. Yeah. Um, the only other information I could find is that none of these cabinets remain in existence today. Well, there's one in the uh, next to the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, right. is there? In that, in that giant warehouse? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. If you look very closely in the, in the Steven Spielberg film, right. mm-hmm. you'll there's see a, a copy. There's a Spielberg owns one. In the, polybus. No, the United States government owns one. Where do you... Poly- so what do you think was the deal behind that? The rest of them were buried next to the E.T. To games. the E.T. games. <laughs> they, they, they left them buried there that day. There's a documentary about that album right now. I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Already? Yeah. Wow. Um, no, the ET game. The ET games. You know about this? Yeah. Like they oh yeah, buried, yeah. Like all these. Yeah. ET they games. Dug, already. That like so long. Ago. No. Well, they dug them back up. Oh well, I they didn't know that. Two weeks ago. Oh, I didn't. know They that. made a documentary about it. Yeah. No, they've been digging them up. I think for a while ago. Oh, okay. Well, that made me crazy. It was in the news like two weeks ago. Mm. Something. And that was like in the news because this documentary made me crazy. Maybe. But so what do you? Uh, what do you think it was like? A, like a governmental thing and like totally you know, obviously a government conspiracy. I mean to. X- get the kids that I, were good at these games. I mean, that is like an X-Files thing. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of surprised that wasn't an episode. Um, there was an episode of X-Files that took place in a arcade that had Jack Black in it. What? 
Yeah, it's really good. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. Early one. Yeah, we watched that the other day. Yeah, and one from like maybe season one. Oh, wow. And it was about a kid who was really good at video games, but then he got good. He started controlling electricity. Because he was getting picked on. Yeah. Oh. It was a bully story. Got it. Bully for you. Well, look, we spent a lot of time right now talking about all of our issues. Oh, you got You won. You won the quiz. I did? Sure. Two out of three? So you don't have to pay for this session. You don't have to pay for this session with the Mystic Party. Thank you so much. Which means I guess it's time to talk to the guest. Right. It's a quiz. No, sorry. (laughs) It's not another quiz. There's another quiz. This is what happens. It's a guest. Morgan, you're yeah. not here to talk about video games or, um, um, I don't know what the other bullshit we've been talking Men, about for the past hours Menzillas. Menzillas. Menzillians. You're here to talk about something really important that's happening to you in your life right this very second that that's you true. need the help of the brilliant minds of Mystic Party to solve. And I'm, I'm so grateful that you've taken the time to hear out my concerns. You're welcome. Um... Tell us what's happening in your a, life. As a, as a Caucasian male uh, who normally has facial hair uh, in my uh, 30s, uh, I think that you know I often come across the fact that I, I, I do look so much like so many artist sketches or mm-hmm. uh, composites of creepy former serial killers, uh, things of that nature. I'm right in that sweet spot for psychopaths and serial killers. I mean... Now that you say it, I see what you're saying. I mean, I wear glasses as well, which is... Telltale. You know, I I think that it's a problem. And What you're saying is you have a face problem. I have a facial problem. So people think you look like a serial killer? I think that... I, I, it's it's often an issue where I you know I've had people kind of check me out in weird ways. Um, God forbid I have a mustache, mm. then I can't go within like you know any you know within any radius of a school. Mm-hmm. Uh, then because immediately just you know people assume the worst. Do Let's you accidentally see. get a mustache a lot? Uh, it does. Yes. Yeah. My facial hair grows very quickly, mm. and and especially on that part of my face. Let's name um, serial killers that Morgan looks like. Okay. Because nobody can see him. So let's like describe. That's right. Let's, let's just he name He looks kind of like a mix between. Okay. Hannibal Lecter. Hmm. George Jones. Uh-huh. Um, Michael Myers. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Like a little dead. Okay. A little. He looks a little dead. Yeah. Oh. Freddy Krueger. Oh, a little man. burned. Wow. A little burned. This is laying out a really good picture, I think, for the audience. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good mix of those. Those four? Uh, the alligator that lived in the sewer. Oh, right. yeah, that one. From the movie Alligator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, wait. More like uh, the guy who played the lead in that movie. Robert Forster. Oh. Oh, yeah, Bob Forster. Love that movie. I worked with him. I met the editor of that movie. Yeah. He, he also edited. And you also look like him. Which is weird. Amazing. The editor of that movie. I look like a lot of people. He also edited Rock and Roll High School. Little known fact. Wow. (laughs) Good movie. I I think I do. I I am often told, do I ask or, or, you know, do I know you from somewhere? And Mm. and then... And And then then they scream. Yeah. And they run away. Or I've been at, you know, 
out to lunch and with someone and and a television will be playing over my shoulder and suddenly the person's face will fall ashen as we're speaking. Because why? Because they think they see someone who looks like me, like, you know, report someone on the loose. Mm-hmm. Amber alert. I, I mean, you know, let's hope not, but yes. And now... To be fair, people are thinking that you look more like, let's say, serial killers or like bombers or mass suicide people versus, let's say, a terrorist. You don't have that problem. Well, not often. That's good. It, it has happened. Okay. Sure. It's mostly the serial killer thing. Mostly serial killers. Terror, terrorists come in all shapes and sizes. Though. Oh, yeah. We know. Yes. I, and and but, they, they could be very, very tiny, like a Chucky doll. Mm-hmm. Right. They could be very, very big, like... Godzilla. Um, man- oh, Godzilla's the worst terrorist of all. I mean, a Manzillard. I mean, I mean, Manzillard, yeah. You know, if we just talked and listened to, to Godzilla, I think we, we could have stopped so much of that. It's so true. It's like what we need to do with the people from the future. That's right. I'm sorry. Um, right. So let me ask you a really important question before we continue this line of questioning. Yes. I have the most important question. Mm-hmm. How many serial killer sprees have you been on? Zero. Oh, zero. Okay. Zero. That's not very many. No, I, no. That, that's that's part of my whole problem, yeah. and and also it feels unearned. I mean, I you know it, that's there is a side of this that that feels as if I'm I'm stealing some of the glory from you know from these from these horrific acts, but you know I mean they've 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 done the work, mm. and I'm gaining some of the credit unduly. I think. Oh, okay. And um, how many serial killers serial killer sprees have you wanted to go on? Oh. Well, I mean, I did work in retail in the service industry, mm. as most actors did, for, for a while. Um, so was I less than 10? Less than 10. Okay, that's not, I would say that's average. Yes. That's average, and I think we can all have dreams of killing sprees without actually doing on them as, do, acting on them as long as they're less than 10. Right. That's what they say. Okay. As long as it's less than 10. That's the magic number. Little known fact, most serial killers don't actually look like uh, Morgan. Oh, most of them are um, on on the CW. Yeah. Huh. They do look like CW. Stars. Have you ever been on the CW? Uh, no, I've oh. not. I thought I saw you on mm-hmm. um, that show with Alyssa Milano. Charmed. Yes. Or no, Mistresses. She has a new show. Not on the CW. Not on the CW. Charmed was on the CW <sighs> for a long time. Pretty sure. Charmed. Mm. Okay. Uh, I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't on that show. I'll put you in touch with someone. Maybe you could still be on it. I think it's Good off idea. the air now. Oh, uh, only in some territories. Oh, yeah. There's a. Uh, they're still running. It. Sorry, yeah, many places. They're still filming episodes. Rose McGowan still <laughs> going still on strong. It. You ever seen Turkish Star Wars? Hmm. <laughs> oh, uh, parts of it. Yes. Oh, because they're still making Charmed in Turkey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I that doesn't surprise me. There's still a. There was an Italian Terminator Two as well, wasn't there? I think. Well, let's put a pin in that. I'm sorry. Guys. I'm sorry. We'll let's stop. get back on track with this clearly terrible face problem. Thank you. Because you really the problem. You don't want to be people to see you and think automatically think serial killer. No. You want people to see you and think to themselves, nice guy. There's yeah. frightening statistics out there though that, that I that I seem to be right in the sweet spot of. Which like is, what do you mean? You know, like uh, you know, most are. Caucasian males, thirty to forty, uh, with eyeglasses and facial hair. Ninety nine percent. Yes, and I, and do you remember what was the, what was that famous Unabomber photo? Unabomber. You know, and even though he didn't look a whole lot like that when we finally saw Ted Kaczynski, but but, but you do look like that photo a little bit. 
Especially if I have sunglasses and a hood on, God forbid. We, exactly. We've had a lot of problems of, with people coming in here. A lot of people coming in here with problems. Mm-hmm. Like That's what our job is. I smell, my hair smells like a werewolf. Mm-hmm. My hair smells like a Wookiee. Yeah. Mm. My hair smells like uh, a Fran Drescher. Yeah, we run a salon on the side. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, very rarely do we have someone come in and say, I need a, uh, you know, face off to be real. Yeah, face off. Well, and I think maybe if from the if we if we steer it more towards the the paranormal parapsychological side, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously why I'm here, I, I think that um, what I'm looking for is more just a, a way to exude, a, you know, I don't want to steal terms, but like an aura of of welcoming and non-threatening. Mm. Like I said, you want people to think nice guy, not serial killer. Absolutely, when they see you. yes. I think that that's you know that's some, that's what everybody wants. Willkommen, not Kilkommen. Mm-hmm. Right, but even in German, I mean, you know, it's not the most welcoming language. Mm-hmm. Uh, love Germans. Love Germans, I should say. Do you? <laughs> I am part German. We have Which a lot part? of... <laughs> clearly, our um, our listeners are very interested in this subject. Oh, good. So, um, I'm going to take a call right now and oh, see wow. if anybody has any opinions about anything. Hello, caller. Are you there? So, I think it's okay that you look like that. I was watching YouTube videos on uh, uh, Richard R- Ramirez, and he was a real serial killer. And although you're not, I think the look could actually help you out. Turns out that he ended up developing this very strong fan base and a large following for his antics on the television and the interviews that he was doing at the time and in the courtroom. But anyways, he ended up having a following. Like males and females, girls wanted to be with him, males guys wanted to be him. I think it's in your advantage to just stick it out and ride it, you know, embrace it. Thank you thank, so thanks, much. Thank you, caller. Um, Interesting. Now, Morgan, are you married? Yes, I am. What does your wife do? Uh, she's a lawyer. She's a lawyer? She's an attorney, yes. What are you we doing? We need some lawyers. We're being sued by so many people right now. Oh, my uh, goodness. What are you doing here? You should be in your jacuzzi. Watching the sunset. You're right. At your mansion. At our Hollywood Hills mansion. So you're not really that interested in having all the boys and all the girls like you. I mean, you know, it's you helpful. I know, I know. I'm you're just saying. Interested. I'm, I'm calling the lawyer right now. Lawyer? Is it an open marriage? Let me see the contract. <laughs> it is not an open marriage. We are a, an exclusive marriage with each other. How long have you been married? Is uh, it an e-Hollywood exclusive? <laughs> no. Uh, one year and almost four months. That's not very long. That's no. almost... We were engaged for a while, though, because we got engaged while she was in law school. Uh, and uh, it, you know, it's hard to do anything else. What did she specialize in? Uh, intellectual property stuff. Yes. I worked in an intellectual property law firm. Did you know? not a lie. He lies a lot on the show, and that one's not. <laughs> that one's just not. you know, that was, that's a truth. First got of it. all, sister, I never lie on the show. <laughs> Second of all, the company represented WorldCom and... There's some other company that was having a scandal around the same time. Oh, wow. Um, what was it? I can't remember. Anyway. Okay. I own the intellectual property to all of Zane Grant's lies. Am I going to get sued? Um, no. Okay. I'm suing you for slander. I was going to say, who would I'm sue you? I'm suing him? you for being a brother. I'm suing you for slander. You're a dirty, dirty bitch. <laughs> wow. Um, so you're, this you is the are last episode having, of Mr. Grant. <laughs> you are interested in having... People like you. I mean, yeah, of course. Isn't everyone? 
So have you thought about using the charisma that is the you know behind the Ted Bundys of the world and the? I guess I never uh, thought of it that way. Jails. Yeah. Charles Manson. Charles Manson had so many people followers. Like, people like them. I could get a, a group of followers going. I mean, we have specialized in helping a few people start cults. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, we're pro cult. Okay. You know, yeah. Zane may be anti ghost, but he is pro cult. I'm pro cult because I'm sick of American nihilism. People mm. dropping out of Christianity left and right. Mm. Uh, interest in uh, old gods fading. Um, Native American practices. Uh, and new age uh, crystal sales are on the decline. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do we bounce Such back so, from that so in our economy? Hmm. More cults. Cults. Correct. Got yeah. It. Cults are good. Cults are... We're pro-cult. Well, you, we have a few more callers, so maybe we should take another call and Please. see if they have more ideas for you. Great. Caller, are you there? Hey, guys. Uh, long time, first time. Listen, I, I'm hearing a lot of uh, complaining and whining, and I don't see what the, the big issue is here. It's oh. a pretty simple solution. Wow. Uh, head to a tattoo parlor. And have them apply some uh, ink directly to your facial region. Um, mm. You could have a, a rainbow on your forehead, oh. a, a peace sign on a cheek. Yeah. Maybe do it where a teardrop would be. Uh, or clown makeup. People love clowns. You know, just have them slap some ink right there on your face. And no matter where you are, you bring the party. You bring the fun. Stop whining about it. Oh, it's a very Ang- angry color. Wow. Very, alpha, very alpha guy. Maybe he's a tattoo artist looking for some business. I mean, you I, I, get a little bit of peace sign right where there's a teardrop. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate sign. the help, but, but I mean, you know, I, facial tattoos are, are... How many facial tattoos do you have for our listeners at home? Uh, currently zero. Zero? Yes. Uh, I see zero, but it looks like you have a lot of uh, base makeup on. Oh, well, that happens. I love the color matching that you're doing. Though. Thank you so much. It's looking really good. It's Is it a BB cream starting, or a BB so. cream? Uh, the, I believe it's uh, Bare Essentials. Oh, Bare Essentials. That's, I like that that's the way you said it. Well, it's spelled that way, isn't it's it? the way you say it. Essentials. <laughs> Look, that is our sponsor this week, so you need to be careful. No, I, I, yes. Bare Essentials. We give makeup to people who don't want to look like they're wearing any makeup. Bare Essentials. Makeup for prisoners. Hippies. Prisoners and hippies. Hillary Clinton clones. I believe hippies should be prisoners. I think that's pretty much everybody. I mean, police state. Make billions of dollars covering those demographics. Yeah. The United States needs to make billions of dollars. I'm sick of it. So, yeah. More cults and more bare essentials. Essentials. So much good sociological planning going on on this podcast. Um, So, you're anti-face tattoo? I tend to be. Mm. What I, about a little tiny? Let me just throw this out there. Okay. A little tiny mustache, like right above your lip. Oh. Like just like real one, real thin little line. A pencil line mustache. Yeah. There's a little tiny one, so you don't have to grow it. It's just there all the time. I mean, that almost, I think. People uh, will think you're a filmmaker. That's true. That's, and very posh, I think. <laughs> I think that could be the way to go. Okay. Yes. And you're so agreeable. On this no, show. no, I think so. What I, about I, a little Hitler mustache that's tattooed on? A tattooed on Hitler mustache. I mean, I just think that that's, you know... Played out. Played out. Thank you. That was the exact term I was trying to think of. What about a Marilyn Monroe mole? Oh, a beauty mark. Yeah. You uh, know who got one of those? Ashton Kutcher after he divorced Demi Moore. That's Did he? true, yeah. Did he know? He wanted to be so beautiful. What about Cindy Crawford? What happened to hers? She had hers. She represents a line of um, of skincare products now. Wow. Because she didn't never age for some reason. She actually got a face tattoo 
And that's part of it. Her face tattoo is actually is her face, which is why she looks like she hasn't aged. Frightening. Yeah. She also made a really good deal with um, Satan. Got it. Yeah. At the Temple of Cindy. Yeah. Up on Temple Street. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good temple. T- on Temple Street, I was just on Temple Street yesterday. Oh. Um, man, oh, we cannot okay. stay on on subject on this podcast. Sorry, sorry. no, Morgan, it's not you. It's okay. Zane's fault. Yeah, Zane. I only have one eye. Apologize to Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> um. So face tattoos, you're not feeling it. I mean, it's just so permanent. Okay. And yeah. Well, I, let me tell you something. Your current face is permanent. Uh, that is true. Let me That's you, true. Let me tell you something. Bria has her makeup tattooed on. <laughs> Never comes off. Yeah. I tattoo, I tattoo on my eyelashes and my eyebrows and my eyeliner and my... She figured she's been wearing the same shades of makeup for 55 years. Fact. I'm sorry. I just outed your age. Oh, no. Wow. Um, you'll never work in this town again. Oh, there it is. <laughs> she's camera ready 24-7. Um... So it seems like our callers, while they're very interested in um, the facial change, mm. they're wanting. You're more interested in an aura. You I think like so. want to bring something different to the table. When you walk in, you want you don't want people to go, Ew. "Oh, hey, Ted Kaczynski." You want people to go, "Oh, hey, Brad Pitt." Right. That would be that would be helpful. You know, Brad Pitt. Brad he Pitt. has an aura. Not about him. Brad Pitt in California. No. No. Brad Pitt in like. Like in that in video Brooklyn. recently of him like throwing a um a beer across the way in New Orleans to um Matthew McConaughey. I didn't see that. That sounds great. They're neighbors and they threw a beer to each other and the video went How viral. nice. It is a sign of our societal collapse. The I think end so. of culture. Um but yeah. Go ahead. I like the YouTube video of uh, Willow mm-hmm. throwing a beer to Mad Mardigan. A hobbit. <laughs> you just said Mad Mardigan out I of nowhere. Know. That was really good. Willow and Mad Throwing Mardigan. a pig, you mean. Throwing a pig. A pig baby. Pig baby. Pig baby. Have you thought of getting a pig baby? Wait, what? That Have I thought of getting a, a, pig, a pig baby? Yeah, is that off subject? Uh, it is, okay. but uh, I mean, I could consider it right now. But think about Check. this. You walk into a party. Sure. And everybody starts to look at your face to go, serial killer. Mm. And instead they look down and they see you hearing a cute little pig baby. Not a bad idea. Yeah, like, and they go, oh, look how nice he is. He must be so nice that he has a pig baby. Accessorize, I think, with, with live, cute animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. That you wrap okay. in little blankets and like you carry around like they're babies. So let me let me let me ask questions here. Let, oh, you let, you ask questions. Well, no, let, questions. no, I just hey, want to make sure. Time. I'm liking this it's idea. Your time. It's I'm time liking to talk this to idea. So you know, let's. So pig baby's good. Like kitten, probably okay. Like a kitten, but like with like a little tiny top hat on. Oh, dressed accessorized yeah. kittens. That's great. A centipede human. Yeah, a little centipede human. A little centipede. Like, what about a snake? Mm, uh, only if you like cover him like you take the time to get out some super glue and put sparkles on him or if it's a snake snake. or if it's a snake on a tiny tiny James Earl Jones yeah like a little bitty James Earl Jones like Tulsa Doom we have a couple oh right we have a couple of those that took me a second okay got it (laughs) a little baby Tulsa Doom (laughs) Um, a snake would be good I mean I'm gonna go out and suggest a little chupacabra oh my goodness Um, but be careful yeah, just make sure you keep them in a cotton sack. Right. Um, and Complete you, with, you know, like, goat's blood. Yeah, yeah. But if it's really cute if you do things like, 
like they got real big teeth, mm-hmm. you can put little diamonds on their teeth. You oh, know, like yeah, on, diamond studded. Yeah, little diamond studded teeth <laughs> chupacabra. A so grill. you bring that out. That would just speak class up and down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People would be very impressed and they wouldn't even think twice about who you may or may not be killing. I'm liking this. Do you like it? No, I think I do. Same. What other things should he bring? Um, panda. Yeah. Oh, panda, with the top yes. hat. I would just suggest you buy it. You invest in a lot of top hats. Let's animal yes. top hats. Okay, of various sizes. Yeah. To fit various small animal heads. Yeah. Yeah. Panda's good. A panza, which is like a panda, but like mystical. You know wow. those confetti panza. poppers that you pull the string and they pop the confetti. Sure. Yeah. You could fill one of those with glass and spray it in somebody's face. Okay. To what to what end? But they what animal be... is there? <laughs> what animal? <laughs> That's a good question. With a little I mean, like that koala? Sounds, I, that, that does sound like a great self-defense mechanism, and mm-hmm. I think you should uh, patent that right yeah. now and take it on Shark Tank. Yeah, because, because you'll be like, every, like so you're getting mugged? Say, say you're getting mugged, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, you're mugging me on New Year's Eve. At least you can do is let me pull this little string on my party popper. <laughs> The producers of Home Alone 4 are listening to this and are going to steal that <laughs> idea. Trademarked Home Alone producers. Honestly, Joe Pesci, you're not allowed to have it. I actually, uh, I wrote, they, they caught, one of the, one of the scripts I sold was Home Alone 4. Did mm. you seriously? Yeah. No. Okay. Wasn't Pat Healy in Home Alone 3? Is it fact? I believe so. Ooh. He's in Captain Mut- America, I just Mutual thought. friend of the podcast, Pat Healy. Oh, did he play Captain America? Yeah, he plays Captain America. He did, yes. Oh, but only with the mask on when it's off, it's Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You'd think the teeth would give it away. Mm. I love that guy's teeth. He's got so many diamonds in his teeth. Have you thought about taking him to parties with you? Just taking Pat Healy with me or Captain America? No, Pat Healy, because here's the thing. He also looks like a serial killer. That is true. So together... Pat Healy and I sort of look like brothers. Here's the thing about serial killers. They never hang out with each other. So people would know. They would say, look. Wait a second. Let me back up one second. How many parties are you going to that this happens to? Because I'm just describing party situations. I mean, you know, I active in Hollywood. You know, I, mm. I, I just, every night. We did establish you're a socialite at the beginning of this. It's story, true of this story. I mean, I don't want to say social butterfly, more of a social. You Let's know. get to the root of why we invited you on the show. Oh, okay. I want to go to your Hollywood mansion <laughs> and watch the sunset. Watch the sunset. Can I? Can I break your heart right now? Wait a second. Let okay. me finish I'm sorry. my fantasy. I'm sorry. First. Continue. I want Drew Carey to be there. Okay. Mm-hmm. That can be done. I want... Uh, Mimi. Mimi to be there. Wait, from the Drew Carey show? Yeah. Got it. It's a real name. Uh-huh. I want Ashton Kutcher's ex-wife to be there. <laughs> Demi Moore, or was there another one? I don't know. <laughs> Got it. Got it. I want Scarlet Theron. Okay, all right. Some hybrid mix of Charlize Theron and Scarlett Johansson. I have one of those. Like Charlize Theron's face on Scarlett Johansson's butt. What? <laughs> Wait, on on her butt. You know what I mean. I do, because I have it in my garage. It's. I've heard that you have a menagerie of wonderful things. Wait. Like an island of Dr. Peter Morgan. This sounds kind of <laughs> fucked up because maybe you are Thanks. a serial killer. I mean, you know, I don't like labels. Whoa. Um, Whoa. Like I've an, been listening to your podcast for quite some time. Like an island of brown 
Morgan Peter. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> Look, we don't judge here. We don't take names. We don't pass go. Thank we don't you. give $200. You give us $200. And then we walk away. Fair is fair. Fair is fair. I think that if you want to keep a bunch of, you know, mismatched actresses in your garage, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, our advice is pretty stable advice. I think. I agree. Distractions is the key. If you don't want to change your actual face. Mm -hmm. Take those weird animals to work with you. As many distractions as you can get to work, to the set, to parties. Mm -hmm. If you can find Pat Healy, get that guy to go with you. Mm -hmm. Distracting accessories. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that could be a friend. Maybe just a bow tie. Nope, that looks oh. like a serial killer. No, yeah, even more. Don't so. do it. It yeah. could be a friend that looks like you. It could be a friend that looks weirder than you. Oh it, yeah. It could be oh, a pink feather yeah. boa. Take Mimi with you. Yeah, take Mimi with you. Mm-hmm. People can't stop looking at her. That's also, right. Also, um, have you ever seen the cover of that Apex Twins album where it's like boobs and that guy's face? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. Oh, it's like an optical illusion. Mm. Never mind. Check it out. It's, what does that have to do with something? Well, it's distracting because it's like a man. You look at the, like you're like it's a woman's hot bod and a swimsuit, and then you look up, and it's a man's face with a beard. Wow! Oh, oh so it's almost like a magic eye poster where if you stare at it long enough, it turns into something that it isn't. So get yeah. a pair of boobs, right? Why not get a pair of tits? I mean, consider it. Well, yeah, your wife may love it. You don't know. I mean, no, it's true. <laughs> she we're, she's we're, we're, we're very she's accepting. A That's right. When I was an orthodontist, I met a lot of. Uh, people who did plastic surgery so i could make some references mm-hmm. okay thank you mm-hmm. that's great well morgan thanks for coming on the show oh, it's so my pleasure guys um what has been perhaps the most rambly show we've ever had <laughs> Happy um, to be part of it. i'm a rambling and man. i will say the one that has least to do with paranormal things that we've ever had disagree but well we'll agree to disagree brother's name um, but that's not an insult. We talked about cults and we talked about uh, uh, cloned Hillary's. Don't, don't worry. This is not your fault. It's Zane Grant's fault and he'll be punished accordingly later. All right. Oh, Back no. in the dungeon. <laughs> I just want to make sure your listeners don't feel cheated. Oh, they never. They always feel cheated. Oh, Because okay. they just spend an hour listening to us talk nonsense. Right. And we advertise it as a self-help book on iTunes. Mm-hmm. I feel very helped. <gasps> Do you? Mm. I feel very helped. Well, that is great. And we're glad to help you. I'm glad that you could come on this show. Thank you. Thanks Close for coming. Close your eyes. Okay. <laughs> You're on the beach. All right. Clouds are floating above your mind. <sighs> Seagulls are screeching. Jellyfish washing upon the shore. Oh, no. You stumbled upon the body of a transvestite. Oh, my goodness. Did you kill her? You can't remember. I I don't know.
branch of the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hey, baseball junkies, check out Duck Snort, a baseball podcast for people who can't get enough baseball. We talk with baseball fans and pros to bring you funny and thought-provoking conversations about America's pastime. Like whether Mike Trout or Madison Bumgarner will win a skills competition. Or if Bartolo Colon is a cyborg who will pitch until he's 100. So subscribe to Duck Snort in Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app. Or visit DuckSnortPodcast.com.